Okay. It is September 23rd, 2020. Uh, the second day of autumn. Yeah. And things are still heating up metaphorically and temperature-wise, actually. This is an unusually hot day up here on the north coast of Humboldt County, uh, possibly due to the storm we got coming, which I can tell you I'm pretty happy is coming now because I just finished putting the roof on over at my friend Andy's uh, garage, detached garage. So, Oh, yeah, I remember if it had, you were doing yeah. that in the sun, right, for a while, too? I was doing it in the sun yesterday. I was doing it in the overcast yeah. The best day I've done it thus far, and that's when we actually finished it, which was really quite nice. And then I did a little bit of rain dance in the form of <laughs> Chopin's uh, – is it a prelude? Fuck. I got to look it up. The rain, the rain one. It's, it's Opus 23-15. Okay. i probably anyway, recognize it if I heard it, yeah. It's really pretty. It's nice. It's associated with rain. I think he wrote it with rain in mind. Uh -huh. I've been having dreams about leaky roofs. Now I'm just having dreams about a tight roof with a lot of rain. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's it's pretty nice down here right now. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of windy, which is always good. It's nice to have a breeze. I think the yeah. fires have died down from what I can tell. It's not as at least it's not as smoky. That's for sure. But it's yeah. I don't know. It doesn't seem doesn't seem oh. crystal clear or anything by any means though. Well, when does LA ever seem crystal clear? Exactly, All that smoke yeah. is blowing over into Nevada now where it belongs. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Nevada and Arizona, Idaho. Oh, Idaho should get a bunch of it because Idaho is the, or at least it was for years, the white supremacist organization capital of the country. Really? Like Kurt D'Alene had the most yeah, white, white supremacist organizations. Damn. Um, How, damn. Which, yeah. And that would be like almost like com competing with Oregon a little bit. Isn't Oregon, or did they just have uh, laws about homeownership super late or something like that until the seventies? Oregon maybe? is a very is a is a state that is very much formed uh, formulated on under white supremacist laws. Right, right. Uh, Eastern Oregon, particularly to this day, is very much like Idaho. Yeah. Maybe even more aggressive in terms of their anti-outsider mm -hmm. status. Yeah, yeah. My dad has a story from that. Actually, I can share with you real quick. Um, and this is a weird story because huh. it's just one of those things where it's like it, this is just a slice of life. But my dad lived in a uh, in a what would you call that uh, commune hmm. outside of Cave Junction in an old miners. Uh, okay. I guess it would be a little miner encamp miners encampment from like the turn of the century. Him yeah. and a bunch of hippies. Anyway, so yeah, the sheriffs were nice to him even though he was long haired because they recognized him as a white guy. But he had yeah. a story from in town where there were like the good old boys, but the good old boys in town there were like really not Puritan old fashioned, but like Wild West old fashioned. Yeah. So what happened was there was a Nation of Islam group that moved into town, which was obviously in the 1970s in Oregon, a huge like shakeup because yeah. it's not just black people, but like black people who are, uh, you know, non-Christian and also black people who are related to this social movement that you could say was in the news a lot for reasons that would scare the average Peckerwood homesteader type, you know, like totally, totally. Malcolm X was not a hero of theirs. So anyway, so there was this man who uh, lived in town. My dad didn't know him, but he, the sheriff knew him or whatever. And he, my dad heard this story and 
the wife was out hanging out her laundry and it was a warm day so she had taken her shirt off and that's just what the old timers would do it was weird they would just you know garden half nude it was just a thing <laughs> um and the nation of islam guy was walking by and he told her to put her shirt on and uh-huh. she said well I, why would i do that i don't want to do that and he said it's an offense it's, what you're doing is offensive you need to put a shirt on and the husband came out and they got into an argument over it and the husband shot the man dead whoa and then the sheriff came and the sheriff said yeah self-defense so that's a little slice of life of oregon isn't that wow. a bizarre story that is wild the... like you don't expect any of that to occur the way it did certainly except for perhaps the part where the the good old boy sheriff says yeah you shot the black guy that's fine right but just the notion that these old timer fellows are like nude or yeah or or they don't mind their wives being nude or whatever we associate mostly that's that's a more conservative culture but sure sure like you said more like a western more like a weird quasi hillbilly like long hair beardo but you know like dirty Mm-hmm. And they're probably like, you know, it's like it's like a, just a functionality thing. Like, fuck it, I gotta take my shirt off. I'm I'm out in the river yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah, like, all right, it's a complex. Fine. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, well, we all got nipples. Who cares? Yeah, right. Um, and it's a complex story. I want to be really clear to our listeners that I'm not telling that story. Like, my dad didn't tell me that story in the with a moral judgment on it. He right. wasn't like, right. Yeah, that guy got what was coming to him at all. He was just like, this is how weird Oregon was back in the day, For and sure. probably to a degree still is. Yeah, um, no, that's mean. That, yeah, it's interesting. A lot of, I mean, California and the whole West is like that, right? It's got the whole mix of, you know, far right and militia, like you say, homesteaders, and then you got the hippie homesteaders, and they yeah. all came together and clashed in the '60s and stuff. You know, buying early land. And some to, of them didn't even clash that much. I mean, a lot yeah. of them. Once the once the ranchers saw that there was money and weed, a lot of the ranchers and good old boys started growing it. Sure. I mean, one of the biggest good old boy politicians in Humboldt County here. I won't name him. Mm-hmm. But his son is a well-known weed grower. <laughs> gotcha, yeah. And it's one of those things too, you know. It's like they, they, these are this guy's pretty pretty far right, you know. And like, yeah. I mean, I, growing up in Northern Humboldt, there was that saying where like everyone's kind of half hippie, half redneck. Well, I didn't really fit into either of those, so I didn't much care for it. But uh, <laughs> sublimated it's definitely those two. A thing. Yeah, no, but yeah, totally. I mean, that's something that you know people got to so you got to keep in mind all the time. It's like both sides. Both sides like crime and both sides a little, you know, <laughs> like buddy up with crime yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. And and I certainly want to point out that I don't believe that that Nation of Islam gentlemen should have been murdered. That's awful. And no, uh, no, no. totally, you know, and also he shouldn't have told the lady to put a shirt on. But that <laughs> does that's not a capital crime. You don't get shot for that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's but insane. The, <laughs> that was in the, the 60s. Yeah. Uh, early seventies, early nineteen wow. seventies. Wow, yeah, yeah. So functionally, pretty much the same thing. But it, I, I do want to point out that I, I tell that story sort of in the spirit of like uh, finding some kind of nuance in the current like the current news cycle, which has after after a little time of uh, incubation and relative quietness has just flared right up again which we're going to kind of go into. This is sort of an unofficial sequel to our earlier episode called Losing Our Shit, although Kit and I had discovered that we had regrounded and calibrated our minds, so we're actually not losing our shit, but everyone around us is losing their shit, so we get to watch that. <laughs> and Try not to yeah, get sucked in, I guess. 
Yeah, we're going to try not to get too sucked in. Um, but I do, I have to observe it. Like, and I think maybe. Yeah, definitely. You and I have two different approaches. I've noticed you go more into your hobby horses and your esoterica, which I think we're going to be talking about next week. Right. Um, which is good. And I actually admire that about you. Whereas some function of the, whatever form of ADD I have forces me to obsessively read about everything around me and try to find like the take that I can be comfortable with and digest for sure in terms of current events. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I've been like, I, like we were talking about before this little bit, I mean, I've been trying to do a similar thing in terms of like synthesizing, like, yeah, what, how do I interpret what's going on currently? And my route of doing it kind of has been to kind of dive back into the past, you know, six or 10 years or so, if not further back yeah. to kind of understand the roots of certain institutions and certain people and their relationships mm -hmm. to other people. And just like, Oh, Oh, and it kind of, you know, it makes things make a little more, make more sense. I feel like, you know, but yeah. in that sense, it's not grounding. It's not grounding in the, in like, a, Oh, I got the answer now. It's more like, it becomes a increasingly mysterious and like the depth is just like, Oh God. And your map just gets like bigger and bigger. So, I mean, it's, it's simultaneously orienting and disorienting kind of. So, yeah. And with that in mind, I uh, wanted to talk about the first big news item that occurred, which was the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm -hmm. who was an iconic figure in the Supreme court. And as I understand it, the second, uh, female Supreme Court Justice. Um, I think I get that right. Uh, and obviously somebody who meant a lot to a whole lot of people, whether she meant something as a icon or a feminist hero or whether she meant someone who was seen as like uh, an obstruction in the way of having a complete conservative hegemony over the court. She was somebody who definitely it seemed like every political character had an opinion on Certainly. so i don't want to talk uh, about her as a person as much because she has i mean first of all she just passed away may she rest in peace yeah. i hope that her last moments were without suffering and i hope that what you know she is now at eternal peace um but what i want to talk about is the way people relate to her mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because i never met her you never met her in like 99 point like, like pretty much everyone who wasn't at that wedding that she officiated in <laughs> the last couple of weeks of her life um <laughs> most of us never unless we're power brokers would would come into contact with her yeah so we all see her through the lens of political opinion right. and there is something in my opinion very dangerous about beatifying somebody who is a complex moral character who is somebody who, you know, there's, there are no real heroes in this world. There are people who do good. There are people who do mixtures of good and evil, and there are people who do evil. I think she did a lot of good. I think she did some things that, for instance, her last case, well, one of her last cases where she sided with the Department of Homeland Security over a uh, Sri Lankan Tamil uh, uh, resident who was going to be deported back to Sri Lanka and possibly tortured and murdered. I mean, that's not something that's mm -hmm. the liberal crowd should be celebrating, you know? Right, right. I mean, like, like, and you're saying too, how, I mean, there's, I mean, who isn't a complex character, right? And 
it's it's kind of the, the the disavowing of that complexity that can make somebody in in my opinion kind of like skewed in whatever particular direction that their whatever like predal addiction kind of lends them towards but mm -hmm. it's and it's also kind of like well it's like then you know then to what extent do people seek forgiveness or do are they honest about what they're doing or had to make a compromise here or you know what i mean like being transparent yeah. about one's motivations and stuff after the fact where it's like you know and it's like sure I'm, I'm, I'm i would imagine if most of us were able to sit down and talk to you know ginsburg or something like that we would also you know we'd find again she's a complex character you know and stuff like that and it's kind of like when you get to the root of the matter it's always going to get more complex to some degree but yeah so i mean it's like there's really no there's no reason to cast aspersions or anything like that or but 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 I no. on, on the hand that you're saying too there's there's a there's a tendency to um, idolize right and and beatify which yeah which goes a little far I, I feel I would agree yeah 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 um, I'm trying to find it right now there was an opinion piece mm. uh, in the Washington Post today that I thought kind of nailed it pretty well, talking about, oh boy. Anyway, it was essentially talking about what the danger of having some a character be remembered for this sort of bobblehead, uh, merchandise kind of toy, yeah. uh, icon iconic imagery versus being remembered for like the complex moral character that they actually were yeah the substance of their character for sure yeah yeah and everyone has a complicated moral standing like there's a reason mm -hmm. why during the whole you know uh statue debates which which statues do we pull down well it's pretty obvious that we would want to pull down here i found it the flaw in the cult of rgb uh it, it's pretty obvious that we would want to pull down the statues in my mind of the confederates if nothing for the fact that they were you know fucking flagrant losers who were also <laughs> racists and, uh, you know, were trying to uphold one of the most abhorrent institutions mm -hmm. in the history of mankind. Yeah. Uh, but it kind of raises in my mind the idea that y you really ought not to have statues of most human beings, period. Right. Um, and I, I say this ironically because I love stat statues of saints. Uh but a saint is a different character. And I didn't, I didn't mind when they pulled down the, Unipero Sarah statue, who is, was, you know, uh, beatified by Pope Francis somewhat controversially. When they pulled that down in San Francisco, as a native of San Francisco, and I was born there, and I lived there until I was like six or seven, mm -hmm. um, it didn't bother me because of his relation, terrible relationship of how he treated the natives. It's like, yeah, okay, so he might be beatified, but he has that to answer for in terms of his statue, his image. And also, images of saints don't belong on public lands. They should be venerated privately. Um yeah. So I, I I don't mind the idea of not having statues of people. I'd love to have a big statue of like Winnie the Pooh from like A. A. Milne or something like that, or like a beloved <laughs> fantasy character. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. That's it's a so complex wild. issue. I don't know. Like, I, I guess yeah. like I kind of would probably tend to agree as far as immortalizing a, a singular individual or something. I would rather like mm -hmm. see it more like in a maybe commemorating an event or an idea or a value or something, you know, which I guess is in a sense a roundabout way in which, you know, a lot of times people, they are, but this is kind of the issue, right? You can't just like put up all these values 
all these particular values that you associate with this one individual and then have that one individual be the, the vehicle through which those values are expressed because then that's essentially how you fall into this trap of idolization because then it's like, oh, well, that's the one who did it, the one, like the, the only time. And in a sense, it, ma it makes this distance between you and even your own sense of value because it becomes like so... Uh, it's so like heroic or like, you know, made so kind of grand that like, oh, well, how could I do that? Or like, you know, my part, your, your own participation and your ability to like fulfill your own sense of value is kind of jeopardized, I feel like. Yeah. And so following that, we could look at literary people who could maybe have, um, mm -hmm. you know, you could look at them as, okay, so that's someone you'd want representation of like Shakespeare, I think, you know, ah, someone probably find something wrong with that. Uh, Alexander Dumas would be a good one because of his – you couldn't just say he's just an old white guy writing because his father was famously the Black Count. If no one's ever read The Black Count, I highly recommend reading it about the uh, senior Dumas hmm. who uh, was Haitian and French and oh, uh, uh -huh. fought his way. I believe he became a general in Napoleon's army. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, the, the book uh, won a Pulitzer. It was really worth reading. But – um. So you could have someone like that, I suppose. Uh, Emily yeah. Dickinson, I, I mean, the I, issue is like, I think right, would the, not want a statue of herself, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, the kind of, well, I mean, I just feel like, in a sense, the issue is that in ever, anyone's going to find any issue with any statue that it's like if it is yeah. a kind of a polarizing individual, or or insofar as again that we've we're using these you know statues or figures or idols to represent our values as opposed to having like already agreed upon what our values are. To the point where we right. don't have to like venerate them through this like legacy figure i was i was making like jokes because i felt like i've just the terminology of, like uh, you know systems and legacy systems and you know mm -hmm. and the ex, you know this the 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 kind of kayfabe uh you know universe or ex, the language of extended universes and all this kind of stuff and it, it just kind of felt like you know we've like you know ginsburg is like a legacy character and yeah. she's now moved into the venerated position and, and you know she departed on on like jewish new year right and that's yeah, she a, departed around rosh hashanah right yeah, which is allegedly within rosh hashanah yeah. i mean i don't even know if this is like whose whose sources are where this news came from but you know supposedly what like that's the it's some kind of like that's a sign that they're blessed or they're or that they're good so in a sense like it's like a, you know like it's like exactly what you're saying like a beatification and sure. it's it's like okay i mean so it's yeah i'm not jewish i can't comment on that yeah i, yeah. I saw that shared Listen. on facebook i don't know how much of that's you know right i mean that could it, be it's right hard to tell these days right prop. i don't like who, yeah. yeah who knows but but it but regardless yeah. i mean it's kind of like people are doing it themselves or or the bots on, sure. on twitter are doing it and getting everyone to do the same thing you know what i mean because everyone's doing the mm -hmm. mimetic thing going on so it's just like yeah, yeah. it's it gets everyone really wrapped up into it for sure well, really quickly, you mentioned kayfabe. I also want to mention that this morning we lost, or yesterday we lost uh, uh, the Road Warrior Hawk, or no, the Road. Sorry, not the Road Warrior Hawk, the other one, uh, mm. the, the WWF character. Uh, shit, what was his name? Uh, Road Warrior Hawk was half of it, the team, and he died. Road Warrior Animal, the other guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, they were like the the Road Warrior team. The other guy died. Hawk died, uh, I don't know, 20 years ago from a heart attack, probably from steroid use. Um, I don't know what this guy died from. Uh, I'm assuming it was something similar. Wrestlers don't live very long. They really abuse their bodies. They they use a lot yeah. of steroids. They 
usually while they are famous, they take cocaine and shit and they drink and they're like rock stars, you know, they're mm-hmm. like rock stars on steroids. Yeah. Anyway, so that's probably not going to rock the nation as much as uh, RBG, but time will tell. Let's see. I mean, I, was, um, I, wanted... a, I mean, who knows? Maybe if there's a, like if there's a death of a wrestler now, it like makes you want to look like, okay, now who's going to get elected to be something just after that Kamala thing? Because that was just so funny. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Senator. Like, speaking <laughs> Senator of extended Road universes, Warrior you know animal. what I mean? Like, you know, it's like the overlap of extended universes or something like one character dies yeah, in so... one and then they get replaced in another. Then it's like, but they're like politics and wrestling. Like, I thought those were entirely different. But then you're like, oh, wait, Trump was in wrestling basically you know like it's just well, like yeah and just just for our listeners what um kid is referencing is the day before kamala harris was announced as the vp the wrestler uh kamala harris or i don't know how you pronounce his name kamala yeah. kamala i don't know yeah it was like a middle away. name too or something like that yeah yeah james kamala harris right uh, yeah um but kamala was the name he wrestled under yeah 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 um so yeah, no, that's a good point. This weird, bizarre simulation that we're living in, which is the big word that everyone says, but hey, if everyone's saying it, it's got to have some kind of fucking cultural valence, valence to it. Um, <laughs> it, it. It would suggest that, yes, we are going to be hearing a gentleman named Road Warrior Animal <laughs> come into play in politics Hell yeah, yeah. very shortly. We're getting closer I to, idi- to idiocracy, I guess, yeah. Oh, we've surpassed idiocracy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, True. I would, I, I don't know, it's it's old hat, but definitely. it's darker, yeah, no, exactly, but <laughs> yeah, it's darker. Hector Camacho, <laughs> Camacho, or whatever, would be a much better Hector Elizondo Mountain Dew Camacho. I've, I want to look up his full name because it's really funny. The uh, the full name of him, um, it, it's like they gave him like uh, 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 uh like, a bunch like of five corporations right or something. really good names yeah like a bunch of oh here it is president Dwayne elizondo mountain dew herbert camacho <laughs> herbert yeah yeah just getting a presidential yeah. name the herbert there. is really presidential yeah. yeah the herbert's really presidential um <laughs> yeah no we've surpassed that because obviously there was some sort of like feeling and intellect and sort of deference to um and, and this has been i'm not the first person to point this out but deference to in intelligence and expertise uh, in the in the Camacho administration, which we are lacking <laughs> in the Trump administration, it's just sheer cronyism. Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up about the um, before we move on from RGB, uh, may she rest in peace, and and just go on talk about her cult and move on from that. Uh, yeah, there was a piece in the Washington Post opinion piece by uh, Alyssa Rosenberg that said the flaw in the cult of RGB. Which to me, the flaw is is the cult, essentially. And <laughs> yeah. it, the the image they have, the little image in the front, is a bobblehead of her. Yeah. But the last sentence of the it's called of a, the piece it's called a Funko really, Pop, dude. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And and so the last sentence of that really um, struck me as like nailing it on the head, where she says, "Ginsburg fans who want to honor her legacy would do well to ditch the merchandise." And embrace the hard work represented by the black robe underneath the collar. It's like, yeah, no shit, but like that requires learning how to read mm-hmm. about these things. That that requires parsing how the sausage is made in yeah. in judicial uh, decisions and in <laughs> politics. And that's hard work, man. It's so much easier just to have the fucking poster on the wall. <laughs> it says Notorious RBG with the fucking crown on it that they stole from Biggie. May he rest in peace as well. I said hip hop. I hit it to the hip to the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rock to the bang bang boogie. Say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie the beat. Yeah.
Yeah, I mean, and what was really weird is they merchandised it really immediately from the Kamala page, right? Like, I remember you. I was going to the Kamala page. Someone linked or like you know someone posted like go to the Kamala page and I like, went to it and it was like that it was like that shirt they were selling a shirt of that. And it was mm. that was like the on the very front page and I was just like what like isn't this like kind of a form of profiteering or something like. I don't know. It was, yeah, it's, I mean, it was like in bad taste. Do you know what I mean? It's really, I don't know. It's yeah, weird. depending. Yeah, totally. Dep Although I will admit this, I I let a I had a friend uh, offer to buy for me, and I didn't say no because I thought it's not my normal jam. But <laughs> uh, Black Sabbath was uh, selling those Black Lives Matter shirts, but it in the font from uh, Black <laughs> Master of Reality. <laughs> nice. Um, with the purple, and I love purple and black. Those are like two of my favorite colors. Today. Totally, yeah. And I love Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath is arguably my favorite band of all time. If you, I'm really gonna go basic. Like, uh -huh. I, I think you can know a lot about somebody based upon who their favorite like classic rock band is or whatever. Right. And like, unquestionably, like on the top of the giant teetering pyramid of defeated, fallen, Mortal Kombat <laughs> fucking uh, losers. The Shao Kahn or the Goro sitting up top there is definitely fucking Black Sabbath for me. I love Black Sabbath. I've always loved Black Sabbath since the moment I heard them. They're just one of my all-time favorite bands. And so obviously – and then apparently they were giving – they claim that they're giving 100 percent of the profits to some form of a Black Lives Matter organization. So it's like, all right, I'll, I will absolutely take that as a gift. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's not as bad as putting – you know a dead woman's face or a dead person's face on your shirt you know what i mean like mm -hmm. there's i don't know i just feel like there's just something a little weird about that especially when it's like from the very same political like you know you know group of people <laughs> you know it's just kind of like uh like maybe let like let somebody some fan boy or fan girl do that you know no, it's the messaging. It's got to come out immediately, and it has to re-emphasize. Hey, we're on Team RGB. That was her, she yeah, was one of ours. Exactly right. Yeah, claim. It's the claiming which it's thing. Like, yeah. Right, which like the argument, it, the whole thing gets really silly because like that was the argument that people were leaning back on to vote for Joe Biden. It was like, all right, we know he's terrible. We know he sucks. We know he's basically just like literally a, a fucking i've described him as you know those uh, uh guys who stand outside of check cashing places wearing the suit with the like dollar sign like it's just like <laughs> literally just a giant dollar sign waving its arms you know or yeah, like a, yeah. a blank check he's basically that but for credit card companies in delaware like he's just basically <laughs> the financial industry's handmaiden he's just a mm -hmm. complete fucking shill of a human being and is 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 don't believe me go look up his senatorial history he fucking sucks but right. the one thing that they were selling him on was okay this is so important who gets to pick rgb's successor and now it seems like the tables have flipped because it's like trump can mm -hmm. run on that now yeah. trump can be like well it's important that i get to pick the next and biden has nothing because what is he gonna do he's not gonna stack the courts and that's the only power that he has in the Supreme Court. You think him and Schumer are going to stack the fucking Supreme Court? Like, no way. Like, yeah. uh, FDR wanted to do it. <laughs> but uh, who was it who noted? I was reading about this. Oh, it was... Um, uh, it, Reinquist. Former... Uh, uh, um, former... Uh, yeah, yeah, I was just reading this the other day. Former Supreme Court Justice Reinquist, Wayne oh. Reinquist, pointed mm -hmm. out that like FDR actually ended up getting to stack the courts just by having served so long by getting the twelve year, you know, presidency, which he right. served almost all of or whatever.
Gotcha. Yeah, um, sure. I mean, that's the only way to really do it, right? It's like the time. Yeah. He didn't get to stack it the way he'd wanted to originally because they were striking down a lot of elements of, of the green uh, of the of this green new deal of the new deal. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. It, it, but it was one of those things where it was like, and it was, uh, yeah, he, he basically just got it by, just by ruling by fiat there, just by being around long enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, yeah, the plan did not work or whatever supposed plan. I mean, I saw somebody who, you know, tweeted something or like, they, like they called it kind of like two weeks ago as far as like, here's a war game, you know, <laughs> like. It's like, yeah. you know, predicted this and then it's like, oh, yeah. And then, then the seat's empty because it's like, what if, you know, the election itself is in chaos, you know, right? And uh, that, yeah. uh, you know, it has to get decided by the Supreme Court or something like that. Also, you know, it's just, it's just like. Which Trump said, like he said in an interview, he's like, we need to get the ninth guy in there or the ninth uh, justice in there because we need to decide the election. What if we need to decide the election? It's like he's saying that out loud. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that that's kind of what the inevitability is. And it's kind of hard to tell, yeah, like who is polling what? I mean, uh, just because I was an aside, because I mean, it's, you know, I not even to get conspiratorial really, but like as far as, you know, when when people would have known when she was going to die or if there was any signs prior or, you know what I mean? Because the uh, footage of Trump getting the announcement. Right where he's, it's got Tiny Dancer playing in the background. The lighting is quite soft, and he's coming up kind of just alone. And the way he really takes the information, right? He's like, it seems like he's acting. You know, Uh, it's it's just kind of tell honestly. I couldn't tell either. But after thinking about it and looking and like look, just looking at like you know, both people on the right who are kind of like you know, reveling in it in a sense, or like reveling in Trump's just like performativity. Uh, or yeah. or people on the left who are just like, dude, no way. I mean, it's just like, come on. Because, you know, it's just like, I don't know. You know what I put it as? But I'll put it as this. Yeah. This will go down in history as like the My Pet Goat, Bush reading My Pet Goat mm-hmm. to the kids. Mm-hmm. When the, yeah. And he gets the whisper from the, you know, he yep. gets told and the look on his face. The yeah. way you read the look on his face. Personally, I read it as someone who didn't see that coming. He was actually shocked. A lot of people read it differently. Yeah. Now... Um, I think that that's sort of what this tiny dancer moment is. It's like the my pet goat. Totally, dude. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a good, it, good point. It definitely is his moment of that. Like, who's to say? It, it's so bizarre. It is such a jarring thing oh, because it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. You're sitting in a children's classroom. You're reading a book to them, and then suddenly the most you know horrifying thing you can imagine happening in terms of domestic terrorism has happening, and he's just been told about it. Yeah. And similarly, um the catastrophe of all that and i don't know it's just yeah well i mean it could be one of those things too where it's like the president's the last man in the chain maybe to get the information kind of you know the people around him especially in the case of 9-11 right because i mean i think it's kind of been at least shown in a roundabout way that there was some intelligence that was at least kind of like stifled or something cheney was running that day cheney ran he made decisions on that right whole day yeah exactly they were like okay well Bush was just in hiding yeah yeah, it was an opportunity a crisis that could be used as an opportunity or whatever and you know so similarly i mean but we're in a similar thing because we're like in in constant crisis state you know so it's always a turning Mm -hmm. point of a new oh new opportunity to jump on new thing to jump on it's like so it's just like all the sharks are like just seems like they're just constantly going for new strategic little anglings and 
having to reevaluate their tactics on the fly a little bit, uh-huh. but, you know, having at least a couple steps ahead or like backup plans, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. One thing I, I do want to say, the one, the, the one point that would make me think the argument that he knew beforehand was correct it's just that he did actually have the wherewithal to say something nice about her. Like, I'm, he's like, oh, I'm sad. She was a good person or something along those lines. Like, Yeah, no, he's like, I'm genuinely sad. Yeah, right. Yeah, because, like, I can't imagine him being genuinely anything that doesn't involve just the worst emotions that men have. <laughs> I know, he's, yeah. Considering how he he's no, reacted otherwise, yeah. you know, it, it, it was like it was out of character for him, even within his own animosity and his animus that he carries towards people, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it was so unusual that that would, but that could cut two ways too. It's impossible to tell, right? It truly is. Like yeah. The, yeah. And this is the aesthetization of politics that we talked about before, you know, to Walter Benjamin, just to, as a brief, you know, I mean, like, this is yes, aesthetic politics. And that's why I mentioned wrestling, because it's kind of like, it's, it's all like, and you said, like you said, like, with our relationship to Ginsburg, like it's all funneled through the lens of the news media cycle. And so it's similar to, you know, tuning in uh, to primetime, you know, whatever. And it's like, what do we just get the stream now much more, you know, constant, you know, as far as Twitter or whatever, social media, you know, stuff, however many people, I mean, but that's kind of like on the person, obviously the consumer, but it's very Pavlovian, you know, at least in the sense of just like, you know, like click 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 you go up and get your little feeder and your little like your hit you know and it's very it, just it's like doctored damn. in the way that wrestling is but it's doctored in the way that that wrestling is isn't because wrestling yeah. typically there's a term for guys I, I was looking through kayfabe terms i've been watching a lot of wrestling lately just to try to get a handle mm-hmm. on how to understand america right now and it works really well i've been going <laughs> yeah. deep dives right mm-hmm. that's how you know because it, it was not something i grew up with really i had toys i had i I sort of had in the background but i was not that kind of a boy i was kind of a little more of a yeah i I like fighting and stuff but you call me a sissy or something mortal combat or something like i thought that kind of fighting was cooler you know or whatever like yeah yeah. too totally yeah i mean the year of mortal combat and the same year that mortal combat 2 came out on arcade is when wu-tang clans (laughs) 36 chambers came out and (laughs) i was like a little guy and i wasn't supposed to play with either of those things and i did both nice yeah those with are my both friends like... that's what we do that was like the thing we do we'd listen to the tape play mortal Kombat <laughs> in, the, in the arcade hell yeah but I, okay so i don't want to lose the, Sorry, the thread yeah. here the thing i want to bring mm-hmm. up about um uh the wrestling kayfabe so there's a term in wrestling for somebody who deliberately tries to hurt the other person more and they're generally disliked yeah you know because like a big part of it is you're, you're co-workers you try not to walk away with anyone getting paralyzed right well right. The, the thing in which it's like wrestling is yeah it is kayfabe it's totally like the narrative is being produced as in real time by tons of people yeah uh from the media all the way into consultants but then you also are trying to hurt the other person on some level mm-hmm. and then you also aren't yeah. so i don't know it's like it, it, there are there are there's so much more of a simpatico nature well it's between... very it's so analogous right because i mean all those photos of trump and yeah. hillary all together with arms around each other right because like you say it's like well in the end of the day like there's like what on what are they are they so different exactly you know what i mean and hands across the water <laughs> Um, yeah i mean no you're right it's like it's it is really like a very small like what george carlin said it's a very small club and you're not in it yeah i mean um, i was just and another thing just wrestling just just popped in my head but like like you say it's like it's a kayfabe but 
you know, it's making an analogy with like, like you're saying the degradation or the, like the abuse that the wrestlers themselves take as the performers or whatever, they're kind of like yeah. us as the body politic or whatever, you know what I mean? Like the social yeah. body and just like the abuse that we undergo as like investing ourselves into these, you know, performers you know as they play out our ourselves and like oh well i know i'm more like on that guy's side right and i mean and this isn't to try to like diminish or diminish like at all like politics and make try to make fun of it or something like that you know like i don't want to come off like that either but i'm just like in the state at which it's like being done it is incredibly performative and like you say like the, the ways in which these people are guilty or like somebody's crony is so much more mundane and like oh yeah he's like he's a credit card company so you know what i mean it's just like and that's just like it's like business fraud and like it's not you know i mean even, that's what even makes like you know the pedophile it's stuff and all boring. that stuff it's like smoke yeah. screen yeah exactly it's too it's too boring you know like you have to have some excitement to this so you can actually get people to rally up and have a side about yeah, it yeah like get... the big the, the other big thing in the news this week was that the, it, there were banks that were like complicit in like trillions of dollars of of money laundering worldwide yeah, yeah right, right. And that's just one of those things like the Malta, pa you know, the Panama Papers or the mm -hmm. thing in Malta or whatever, which is like a little blip. And then you're just like, OK, move on to the next thing, because no one's interested in that because there's no kayfabe in that. Exactly. Um, yeah. And and yeah, so kind of uh, that's like you said, where the sausage gets made, man. Yeah. Hey, and, and, you know, I had a friend who used to work at and I guess they call it an Indian casino around here. I think the proper term. For those of us who are not Native American, would maybe be a Native American casino. I don't really know a Native casino. I don't know a tribal casino. That would probably be more proper. But yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, yeah, they used to say Indian casino in the advertisements. I don't know. But a friend of mine used to work at one of these places, and they used to have prize uh, pride fights there, oh. which is like a form of MMA, right? Right, right. And he always said that the real spectacle was afterwards in the parking lot. Oh shit! Because the guys who watch it. Yeah, would yeah. then get be drunk, and you know you'd have people from all around the county, gamblers <laughs> and people who are just interested in you know, just fighting it out in the fucking parking lot, and the security staff would always be on high alert those nights. Jesus, and uh, you know that kind of makes me think about the kayfabe thing, because yeah, you were saying like the body politic that the wounds go to the public. Yeah, because it, it's in the public where you have the guy like that fucking Kyle Rittenhouse shithead who goes out and shoots some people in mm -hmm. one state over. Right. That is part of the damage and fallout that comes from this kayfabe bullshit that that comes from this like, yeah, you know, the real uh, effects of the world. Shit up top. Yeah. And when the, and yeah, the issue that's, is that's that it's the stochastic violence is what they call that stochastic terrorism. Yeah. Right, right, right. And with the issue and the problem is it is the insulation from all of that. That's, you know, the mm -hmm. buffer zone that's created as like a kind of a moat or just like this smoke screen or whatever that protects, insulates power from, you know, then actually having any kind of, you know, getting across the, the fucking pulled up bridge kind of, so to speak. I don't know how to like metaphorically talk about it, but you know what I mean? It's like, we're just kind of fighting yeah. it out on the outskirts constantly. And they're just kind of like, well, we're insulated still. Like there's no real issue here because, you know, whatever, yada, yada, but yeah and they are and for the most part they are insulated except for those rare moments like that guy who shot up the softball game of like senate republicans and managed to shoot steve scalise among other people who like sure. he was my senator for a long time when i lived in louisiana honestly one of the worst fucking human beings who's ever walked in that hallway 
like mm. real 19th century creep they, with the term they call him david duke without the baggage mm, wow. um just a total uh white power piece of shit yeah but you yeah, know yeah, says all yeah. the right words doesn't doesn't say any slurs he's very careful with his language but mm-hmm. is a god-awful person in terms of legislation well he got popped but he didn't die um which i'm not advocating in that but i'm like for the most part these people are removed from ever having to face any kind of um yeah responsibility there's a really funny couple of tweets uh uh that weird liberal grifter charlotte Clymer um was saying we are headed after in the wake of the brianna taylor uh uh grand jury which i'm going to talk about in a moment yeah you can talk about um, that yeah yeah uh said we are headed to mitch mcconnell's house right now and then 15 minutes later tweeted uh the lights are off the cops told us there's no one here so we're dispersing we did what we could kind of thing yeah and it's just like oh did you uh-huh. did you do what you could that that was your best effort okay good pat on the back wonderful and in your dreams you can see yourself as a prophet saving the take a moment and point out also that that Reinquist thing I just remembered where I heard it from uh-huh. uh because I don't want to be accused of plagiarism it was from another podcast that I'm actually quite a fan of which is called Mass for shut-ins by Ed Bermila hmm. um I heard that one gin and tacos on Twitter it's great he does real deep dives as a historian he's great but that's huh. where I heard that from so I wasn't reading it <laughs> I actually heard that recently and so I don't want anyone to think that I'm stealing uh other people's content but that that was certainly uh, uh, relevant to what we were talking about at the time. And, totally, and totally. shout out to Mass for Shut-Ins. If you ever get a chance, it's a really great podcast. You ought to listen to it. Word. All right. Um, so, yeah, that kind of brings us to something that, like, I want to be kind of careful about talking about because, like, so far we've kind of talked a bit dispassionately about things right. and analytically about things. But, like, honestly, this grand jury thing – with Breonna Taylor, I have a hard time being dispassionate about because I think it's fucking abhorrent. Yeah, can you lay out uh, just kind of the, the general summary? Yeah, so there were three police officers involved in her murder, and I'm going to call it that. I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they shot her while she was in her bed. Yeah, um, right. The charges that were against the one police officer, who if you look at the three of them, you know, you got to pick him out. He kind of looks like the biggest asshole, but like I know looks aren't everything. Sure, you know? sure. Uh, essentially was for, um, what was it, wanton endangerment or something? That's what they got him for? That's what they are, the, the grand jury came back with. It was wow. three uh, 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 felony charges. Uh-huh. Um, which... Wanton endangerment, yeah, for his act, which means basically when he shot through the wall into the neighbor's apartment, meaning oh, that all wow. of the bullets yeah. that went into her apartment and shot mm-hmm. her 
were okay. Are okay, yeah. It's only because and so the guy who got charged, Brett Brett Hankison, who was a detective, fired into the sliding glass patio door. I'm reading off the New York Times right now. And window of Miss Ms. Taylor's apartment, both of which were covered with blinds, in violation of a department policy that requires officers to have a line of sight. So he just blasted her fucking window or yeah. sliding glass door window and blinds, what is the and that's what he got charged for. For okay, got it. And is that when he did he kill her at that point? Is that like the one of the one of, one of the shots that killed her? Or well, we don't really know because the thing about it was was she got shot many times, but she survived and lived for quite a while. And they still they didn't call EMT service or emergency services or anything. They just let her just fucking bubble Jesus on her own Christ. fucking blood. So fucked up. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And this is the worst part. They told her mother that she was at the hospital, and her mother went to go wait at the hospital while she's dying in her own house. What the fuck? Yeah. And well, so it's it's yeah. really hard for me to yeah to Clearly have like they were a, trying to you know, clean it like clear themselves or you know make it delayed. Obviously, you know what I mean. I mean, no. who fucking knows? Absolutely. I've been to Louisville a few times. It's a white-run city. It's one of those cities where mm -hmm. you can tell where the people with money live, which is like a lot of cities. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the South, it's – the great thing about the South is there's so much more obvious about it. Mm. So, you know, the Kentucky Derby, all that kind of shit. Right. They really show you where the money places are, where, like, you know, you have the fucking picket fences and the, totally. the, the old nice stately estates. And then you've got like the other side of the tracks. Yeah, right. Louisville is kind of like one of those towns. Louisville is a great town in many ways. Like I, I played a show there once in an open flea market. It was awesome. <laughs> that sounds cool. Um, but like every fucking town in the South, it's heavily fucking racially segregated, and the police are fucking monsters. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever been to a city in the in the Deep South. I lived in the Deep South for eleven years. I toured. Uh, I've gone across. Played a lot of different cities down there. I don't know if I've ever been to a town where the police aren't total fucking pieces of shit. But uh, yeah, true. I mean, but Louisville, I'm sure, is no exception. Yeah. Um, but this one is just it's it's so egregious and obvious. And so there's already these right wing militias gathering around in Louisville ahead of this. They sent a memo out to the police, apparently, uh, uh, saying, "Hey, if you anyone off duty's on duty now." vacation time that wasn't already you know uh, uh approved is not going to be approved you're on watch this was before the 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 uh result came down the the the, the grand jury result mm -hmm. so they kind of knew something was coming down the pipeline right you're saying they were and they were keeping everybody like on on call to be to they're keeping the cops on call yeah. and they are allowing right-wing militias to march about in the streets mm -hmm. with guns and body armor uh, wow. in anticipation of people rightfully responding to this fucking thing with like what i think should be the only response which is that yeah fuck you this is not this is illegitimate you are not a government <laughs> I don't, yeah it's, yeah i gotta be careful what i say here specifically but let's just say the things that they did in Minnesota, yeah, they ought to do in fucking Louisville. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's it's especially egregious, too, when it's like the law won't, like when the law in the court, in the, in the sense of the courts, you know, won't uphold justice, you know, or like see through the case, you know, and be like, 
okay clearly yeah. you know what i mean as opposed to like because obviously right-wingers will love to harp on the point about you know whatever justifications the cop has for whatever you know they do right yeah so and that can be always argued understands like oh the duress or whatever situation you know just trying to justify whatever trigger happy stupidity you yeah know? they were freaked out like, by going to the wrong house but it's like that's not even <laughs> like you know it, it's just like you, you, you can assume or go like well not assume unfortunately you can assume that a cop is going to be fucking a jarhead and trigger happy which is a, which is the opposite of what you should be assuming in the first place but we're in such a fucked up situation yeah. but then when it gets to the point of the courts and it's like they can't even get it you know to see it there it's just like that's when you know things are like truly corrupt you know what i mean that's when you know oh the judges or whatever like have somebody's back at the at the sh yeah. you know and it's just like fuck well, how the fuck do you why, what are you supposed to do then who do you who do you call in then to you know get any of this mm -hmm. erected or you know? it takes about three or four years to get your real estate appraiser's license it takes about the same amount of time to get a contractor's license if you do the work under another contractor you got to be able to prove that you understand building. I've been a carpenter off and on for over 20 years. I'm not a contractor, but I do carpentry work. Mm -hmm. I do it legally. You know, I pay taxes on it. I'm not some fucking under-the-table guy. Um, you can literally get a gun within a year and be out there policing the public. Yeah, right. Like... I mean, can you – if I fucking leave roofing nails out and someone runs them – you know, runs over my roofing nails and pops their tires, there's there's a very good chance I'm liable for that. Mm -hmm. And I got to I gotta replace those tires. I've seen roofers, they get this giant roller that's magnetic and they roll it through the driveways to pick up all the little nails and, and bits of metal because they don't want to be fucking liable for that. Damn, that's – yeah, that's <laughs> – a roofer's tool some genius roofer guy was like oh, i've got an invention man <laughs> oh dude I, I used to use my old man showed me this i used to use this uh the uh inside of a speaker cone is really magnetic oh big yeah. magnet in the back i used to tie that to a string and w wiggle it around over, <laughs> wave it around over you know my job site and pick up a bunch of nice. you know screws and nails nice but the point being is like yeah i, I mean i if you have that kind of mindset where you want to police other people, which to me is not a healthy mindset, it's a bad mindset. Yeah. Like those aren't, you know, um, then, uh, you can get a gun and you can be out there with that gun. Just telling people what they have to do mm -hmm. within the space of a fucking year. Are you kidding me? Within the space of a few weeks. And then you do shit like this. I mean, you know, they say there's no such thing as a perfect victim. I don't believe in – I think one of the worst things that American media does is they bring up the background of the person who's been murdered. I think that's unforgivable. Two things that I think that American media does when they talk about police shootings is uh, they buy into the police PR by saying officer-involved shooting. Well, if only one guy's got a fucking gun, it's not an officer-involved shooting. It's a cop shooting a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just, I hate that kind of language. And then the other thing they do is they they just immediately bring up the rap sheet of whomever got killed. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you're tarred. You you're you 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 are marked. You've done something bad. Yeah, they have to see well, that idea a little bit without making it like too explicit. Yeah. And and I don't care if the guy was a fucking you know kitty diddler. I mean that's awful, but that's not. a capital crime i don't care if the guy was a fucking like repeat burglar 
That's not a capital crime. You don't get fucking murdered in the street because you have a rap sheet. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're a shitty person. Maybe you do shitty things. That's a separate issue. Our criminal justice system takes care of that. Mm-hmm. You don't get fucking murdered in the street for that. That's yeah. insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but uh, no such thing as a perfect victim. That being said, Breonna Taylor was basically a perfect victim. She was a fucking uh, uh, emergency room technician. Mm-hmm. An EMT working through a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, right. Trying Maybe to get just... some sleep after doing like, you know, I don't know, 16, 12, 16 hour shifts. Yeah. And she just gets shot in her bed. I mean, this one really just, mm-hmm. I got a niece who's a nurse. I have feelings about this kind of thing that kind of strikes close to home. But just beyond all that, she was just, she was a fucking human being who like, you can't even sleep in your bed. Yeah. These motherfuckers. Oh, and uh, and it was a dr- it was a no knock drug warrant, which is like, I don't know. I don't want to harp on it too much, but it's just like, fuck, man, make it all legal. Who cares? They'll kill less people than the fucking pigs trying to murder people over some fucking drugs or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's just it blows me away. Like I just can't see how anyone could defend this or think that this is like a just system. Like this is. Yeah, no. so I'm not losing my shit right now. I'm, I'm just pointing out that a lot of people are going to, this evening and onwards, probably, going to rightfully be pretty fucking pissed off in Louisville, and I support that. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, it's it's another thing that is going to be another glaring example of just being like, okay, the system's fucking corrupt. And, you know, like I was kind of saying, like, yeah, like this, this ups the ups the ante or, you know, shows another layer of just like, you're not going to get justice, you know, no, there's no justice still. So, yeah, <clears throat> you know, if they, I mean, not to say that hasn't been shown before and already already different rulings and stuff like that. But I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's still, it's just another reminder at a height heightened state of already, you know, heightened tension and, and distress and anger and sadness and everything. So it's just like. Yeah, it's, it, it's, I mean, everyone's feelings are like absolutely, you know, bad about it. It's just like, it's just fucking insane. You know what I mean? It's, it's just such an insane case. You know what I mean? It seems so egregious that it's almost like excessive. It's just like, like what the fuck? Like, I just don't understand the optics of anybody who like operates anymore in the world somehow. Like, or at least the ones that are talked about in the media. It seems as if the people or the things that are like happen that are talked about in the media, those people that are, you know, a part of whatever event or phenomena thing that is being talked about. It's as if they don't know about the media and that they're being watched like as if they're in a fucking like tank or something and they don't know because it's like they don't have, no one has any sense of self-awareness or optics even to try to like deflect what might be a misinterpretation or something if they were like thinking in those terms, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just so bizarre and it just seems, it just, it's that's what just makes me just get so everything so uncanny and just so bizarre to me because it's just like what this is just like it's as if no one knows that we're watching them i don't understand and everyone's always talking about optics and the the need to like watch what you say for optics and stuff like that and it's like which is a total true thing and it's like because you should always be concerned no, about your surroundings them. but it's like oh huh we are watching them but the 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 fallacy of that is assuming that we're all watching them with the same morality whereas like what we're learning about the mm-hmm. massive panopticon of the internet and and the you know 
uh, new world where like literally everyone just kind of chimes in is that a lot of us have really fucking dreadful, shitty ethics and morality. So it's like, yeah, the world is watching and half of it's applauding the worst behavior because it's punishing this type of people that they want to see hurt. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. There is no, there is no justice in the human world because of that, because there's no humanity. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you need a degree of education. I don't mean education. Like you got to go to college. I mean, education, like your formative years, your youthful years, you need to be treated with a certain amount of understanding of empathy and beauty and love that most people are clearly not getting. Yeah, no. or a lot of people anyway are clearly not getting so many people. No, I, no, yeah, no, I, I yeah. do think it has to do with that kind of shit, you know, and which is what makes all these issues so goddamn like brutal and like heart wrenching when you get to like the root of it because it's like, oh man, all of this is like, and it's not one of those things where like, oh, everyone needs therapy, everyone needs to, go, but it's like, it's almost kind of like the the quote unquote therapeutic tendency within our culture is almost like a part of its yeah. own symptom of this weird psychologizing. And thinking that you can psychologize everybody and just like all of these weird things and, and another thing in terms, in terms of like you know, like you're talking about the internet and it's like mm-hmm. like what's incentivizing so much of like people's worst tendencies oftentimes is like literally like bad faith actors in that are yeah contributing to it, whether it be through a bot or like a, a troll farm or you know what i mean and it's like i, I experienced this like recently because i like kind of poked my finger into like a popular thread on a twitter thing and got like so many responses and i started to like just kind of like look into the who is responding after a while and it was like holy shit this is just like bots and like clearly there's someone here i can kind of have a conversation with them like a tweet back and forth but but it's Mm -hmm. like they're they're just trying to steer conversation right i mean this is this was all revealed you know by snowden and stuff like in 2016 but yeah. But everyone's again. It's kind of forgotten. It's kind of like we've we've we're, we're taking everything as if it's well, true again. Bot, you know what bot, I mean? It's like yeah. none of and this is like really. Was, huh? Well, the language about bots was also immediately uh, uh, abused. Yeah. By people in power, who like took that really obvious notion that yeah, there's a bunch of this sort of like weird shit happening, and just said, well, anytime someone disagrees with me, they're a bot. Right. No, it's, act, it's actually kind of the opposite. Between you and I, it's kind of like the when if if you if you yeah. find yourself agreeing too easily, it's probably because a bot made you think that way or something. You know what I mean? Like there's a weird sure. a weird con, like there's a uh, consensual like tension creation, right? Where it's yeah. like these two like term. I don't know like and it's like that's what they try to like keep going. You know what I mean? That's what's tried to be ramped up is these these you know quasi arguments and these little tangents and stuff and just like. Mm-hmm keeping your attention basically into it and then kind of like you know mind mind fucking you until you're like what do i even think now like i don't know i guess i just i, I fucking owned that guy or you know what i mean it's just kind of like you're supposed to then have whatever experience i mean i was like reading one of those documents that was like how to go around and disrupt in online conversations for nsa people or certainly in nsa it's like some other kind of yeah q sec or whatever the fuck it's called but you know like and it's just like it's amazing the strategies and it's all employing like you know cutting edge in the sense of just like you know progressive and you know very well thought out philosophy and ways of strategies of psychology mm-hmm. and you know complex game theory and whatever you know what i mean it's employing all of these tools well it's also how to how to turn people into useful idiots is how you Basically. create the best bot army yeah and, and that and that goes back to our original earlier statement about the whole cult of personality around characters like rbg who like 
you don't want to do that because you inadvertently take away your uh, ability to appreciate nuance and a constructive conversation, and it just becomes all or nothing. It becomes this person is beatified, and if you don't agree, you're scum. Yeah, I mean, you give up well, so much of your emotional and mental and creative energy, too, in that direction. I mean, I'm guilty of it as much as anybody, but it's just like, you know, totally. you find yourself at the end of a conversation or an argument or whatever, or even just looking into something and just kind of getting like, oh, okay, now I just feel like drained. Like, what did I accomplish? Like, you really, you know? You can feel your brain getting fucking etched by the laser lathe of the internet mm -hmm. and forming it into something that is conformist instead of something that is unique, something that has burrs on it, something that has unpleasant little aspects. I mean, that's what I want to remember about Ruth Bader Ginsburg is that she was a morally complex human being who deserves to be remembered that way. Right. The same way that you and I are morally complicated people who deserve to be uh, encountered that way. Like, I don't want to be somebody who is just constantly uh, uh, bandwagoning, you know, or, or showboating or just hopping on to something. I want to be somebody who's capable of saying, yeah, well, this is incorrect. Yeah. However, I don't agree with this aspect of it or right. Yeah. this is something that I have an issue with or whatever. Like, I, I, uh, I saw on Facebook, um, my friend was uh, talking about one of Biden's performances where uh, Biden was just obviously just being like out to lunch, demented. Not And, and I take that personally. I take that actually pretty offended. I'm offended by the fact that people are defending someone who's not putting the fucking effort in to be an opposition character mm -hmm. at a time when allegedly fascism is on the fucking rise. Right. I mean, if you, that's can, the yeah, case, you can hold him to that without falling into like, in. oh, yeah, like, oh, you know, Wild Joe or whatever Trump is saying about him. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, right, I mean, exactly you're, you're that. In the it's glove like, of it or something. So what? <laughs> no, it's it, what pisses me off is the whole like doing the fucking science fair project the night before it's due attitude that the Democrats have towards <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, and what it's just the like, hell? It, it's just like, fuck you. You crushed all the progressive people who actually put effort into it. You crushed it because you do have the power yeah. with the media gendarmerie that you have with the fucking, you know, immense power that you have, period. You crushed it. And now you just want to like show your ass like that. So mm -hmm. uh, my friend was pointing that out correctly. And somebody else came in and kind of policed him a little bit and was like, yeah, but I mean, we can all kid about it because we're all voting for him. So it's okay, right? We can just kid about it because we're voting for him. It's cool. Yeah. And my response was, don't you ever tell me who I'm voting for or what I can and can't do. Right. And that's that's my level of nuance right there. It's like, fuck you, man. Like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I don't have to be perceived as a Trump fan because I think that Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden fucking suck right. for so many reasons. And they are not going to help us. They are going to turn... It's someone like Biden and, and, and Kamala Harris, you know, I mentioned uh, the Clintons because, well, why do you keep bringing bring up the Clintons? Uh, aren't, aren't they no longer? They were at the DNC. They're like one of the most powerful families in this country right now. Of course, I'll bring them up. Yeah, no, it's like, um, like they are literally behind the Biden campaign. I mean, it's this kind of like. Yeah, fucking Obama, too. All these people like they're powerful and they just won't just back the fuck off and let yeah. something new happen like a real because mm -hmm. it's never going to happen because all these people are bought and paid for by Wall Street anyway. So it's like. Anything that gets in the way of that big, you know, money printing machine is going to be squashed, and that's what happened. Roger Waters got really drunk after Bernie jumped out. He, he gave this funny little cute. I'll send it to you. This cute little elegy. All sorry, mate. You were you were too good for these people. It was like really mm -hmm. cheery. I liked it. It was like sweet. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I mean, that's a, I, yeah. It, another thing, just as far as the amnesia, just like to remember, like 
No, the DNC did literally fuck Bernie over and everyone who thought that he was a, a viable candidate of, like, you know, as a voter, thought that he was a viable candidate to be president and the DNC had already yeah. made a decision for you. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, the okay. largest, the candidate who had the largest single person donations, mm -hmm. think of the, the most people on the streets, like, volunteering. There's no street game in, in Michigan right now for Biden, as far as I can tell. No, yeah, who's um, going to be fucking trying to carry water for Biden? You know, if, like... Just someone who feels like basically sorry for it, you know, or like, you know, like, fuck, I guess I should do something. Or, you know, yeah. it's just like, fuck, you know, it's just like. But yeah. So what I'm trying to say is like the Biden campaign with, with Harris, like we get the presidency there. We're just turning the boiling thing back to simmer. Yeah. It's not fixing any of this. And anyone who think, and I'm offended by people who fucking like act like this is the fix all. I'm, I'm pissed off by people who are like saying, oh, whew, yeah, we can breathe again. Exactly. It's I mean, like, for no, what this is I bad. Mean, it's, I mean, in a sense, and this is kind of a part of the Trump stuff. It's just like, I like, and like, I agree with you. Like, you know, we'll go back to simmer, but it's also like, will we? I mean, isn't it kind of like yeah. Biden and them that want to have a war with China? And like, it, like what well, part of Venezuela. what's going to simmer Biden down? Biden wants to have a war with Venezuela for sure. Yeah. Or, sorry, yeah, no, not, yeah, not China. Uh, yeah, Venezuela. Or, or, um, uh, or a like, or a soft um, coup, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but but i mean you know what i mean it's just kind of like and in what you know in what what's going to change you know exactly we're just gonna have yeah. to we're gonna have we're gonna stop the his like the hysterical like you know mood of the of the country i don't know i don't think so why like no. that's the other thing but like you know QAnon's probably not gonna go away just because trump goes away like i don't you know like there's a further and neither is the russia thing yeah, russia gate and QAnon are exactly like mirrors of each other. i mean that's that's i mean that was something you just not to go back into the conversation but just kind of in the creation of like like you were saying and I mean, it's, I mean, like your friend was assuming who you're going to vote for, but I mean, in a sense, it's kind of like, you know, the bots and like everyone. Was, no, he wasn't my friend. It was a friend of a friend, but gotcha. yeah. But yeah, I mean, but there's this weird mix, yeah. you know, there's this weird mix where it's like, you know, everyone's very suspicious of everyone else and like yeah. their motivations. And are you really arguing in bad faith or what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like yeah. the press of the bots and all these, these different things that have like kind of just like shook in our ability but it's kind of like it and it's what sucks it's like it's changed your ability to just be like oh i would assume that you would like agree with me because i, I don't know you're a you're a, a cordial normal like nice person to be around and i can have a conversation with you or you know what I, you know what i mean like we respect one another's right, presence but I, can't, but I can't say something that's like true and disruptive which would essentially be it doesn't matter who you vote for kit or who i vote for because we live in california and the electoral college mm -hmm has functionally made voting symbolic in this state. Yeah, right. And it's like, I, that's that's the thing that sucks too, where it's like, I kind of feel like it's just like a wet blanket kind of thing where you got to go around and just like dispel people's, you know, and I, I hate to even put it like this because it's like, I don't see myself as a fear, fearless truth seeker by any means, you know, either really. It's no. like, it's not like, oh, I'm tough. I can deal with the truth or something, but it is kind of like, you got to like stop holding on to some of these like illusions about people or their intentions and it's not to say that though they're evil it's to say again that they're complex and they're compromised by their emotions and their interests and everything you know what i mean it's just like and yeah, that's the no, way to deal with them I, on you know i remember my dad and i were driving around one day and that he had that john lennon album on that had imagine on it or you know mm -hmm. and uh there's a song on it called truth and he's like all i want is some truth mm -hmm. just give me some truth and my dad was like well, I guess the truth is, John, that they didn't like you because someone shot you. <laughs> I 
Yeah. And like it, it was like funny. Like it, I, a lot of my humor, I don't get a lot of things from my dad because we're very different people. But some of my like kind of shittier humor kind of comes from him. Yeah. Because it's just kind of like he is one of those people who he doesn't have to feel the need to like put an asterisk next to saying something kind of controversial. <laughs> he just right. says it. And I really admire that because no one really feels comfortable doing that anymore because everyone's so terrified of being like publicly outed. But like, yeah, you know what? You want some truth? John Lennon, guess what? You got too famous and someone did fucking shoot you. You want some more truth? Uh, our fucking electoral system is completely fucked up and it really doesn't matter who you vote for here in California because things are deeply fucked and those things aren't going to get fixed by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And Nancy no, if anything, they were, they're going to stay exactly Schumer. the same in California. Like, because, I mean, it, the same families ran California for the past, like, 60 years or something. Like, I was just watching something, reading about it a little bit. It was like, you know, they've just bouncing, been bouncing back and forth. Like, Kamala Harris is like, you know, was she was the California, uh, what is it called? I can't remember what the her position was. She, when was, she was attorney general. Yeah. I mean, it's like they've just all been moving around in, like, Newsom and the Newsom family and the Pelosi family and uh joe like the joe brown uh so it's, it's just like they're all just like it's so really brown. It, huh? really brown yeah sorry sorry um but i mean it's like yeah like if california has been you know it's been being like i don't know why they would think anything's been changing you know it's like if you're all like one if you're frustrated like by california i mean there's that's like not not to take on like a right wing talking point by any means but it's just like i mean there are ways in which california's fucked up obviously and so you know, it's like they have been the ones that have been doing it. So why would like, how do you expect anything different to come of it either? You know, I mean, it's gonna be more of the same if it's gonna be them. It's... Well, and, and you know, even if it isn't like, all right, let's tie this back into yeah. my current run right now for city council. Hmm. Even if it isn't, you're, there's always like a threshold uh, politically for like what your achievements are mm -hmm. as a person, which is tied entirely to class, right? Like so many people say, oh, I have a master's in this, I have this and that. And it's like, okay, either you're working class and you took the dive and you took a huge loan out to get that. Yeah. Which, good for you. I was too scared to do that. I just, you know, I was 17 years old and had $200 to my name and have just done carpentry because I was always scared of being in debt. And I've always had to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. um, but like, or you're just, you're from... A certain degree of privilege and and people might not economically and people not, might not recognize that but it's like you know quick couple of questions were you raised in a home that your family owned because i don't know what that feels like right right i don't know what it feels like to ever live in a house that like my family fucking owns i've mm -hmm. been paying other people's mortgages my entire existence yeah and and so like the idea is like those i don't know not to like the reason i'm running is essentially like i feel like those are the kind of people who should be fucking crafting law not people who just oh i got to go to law school and then i was a lawyer and then i decided i should fucking join the political world and i'm a democrat because i feel like i'm on the left of things it's like are you though yeah exactly it's like how do you get to decide when you're i mean it's it's, it's it's like your interests and your whole being is already contingent and conditioned by the exploitation and inequality that i would yeah. want to fix right i mean like and it's like what's the assumption yeah. under that too of like oh the education right i mean it's like so that you know the nuance and how to get you know that this and that and it's like yeah sure but like wouldn't it be better if someone who's just like has the like the drive 
to like want to learn right. those things like coming you, from a disenfranchised position as opposed yeah. to like having it be like here's your little here take your take your degree go to school go to private school like you know what i mean it's like been food your, your you. family paid money to kiss ass yeah. i never kissed ass in my life but i bet i've read more books than you motherfucker <laughs> right and not only that i bet i've done more interesting things despite my fucking reduced circumstances in life yeah totally so and, i mean like the whole meritocratic yeah. kind of like oh you gotta go through the hoops which is again and that's where that's where things that's like where everything gets compromised is through the hoops so to speak or like having totally. to go through these like kind of initiations or join these new circles of influence and that's when mm -hmm. you know i mean this is how these things get structured right like you get higher up higher up higher up you go you're like oh shit now i'm dealing in blackmail compromise and stuff because i've wanted to maintain the sense of influence and sense of power at such a degree that i'm mm -hmm. in such in danger all the time from being knocked off my you know top of my hill or whatever yeah and i believe that that's something that probably the nhs will the NHS and the Homeland Security and all that, they'll probably have some kind of hand in that in the future because you might have some like progressive person pop up and then the minute they start getting any sort of traction, they'll say, oh, hey, uh, get a little memo from the uh, Department of Homeland Security or the NHS and say, hey, so you know your laptop camera? Yeah, you didn't disable it and we got pictures of you jacking off. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you want that released or not? No, you know? I and, know. And you yeah, either got to totally. go yeah. Howard Stern with it and say, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> or, uh, or yeah. you know, or I guess Howard Stern, I guess Comptown would be a better, uh, I should, probably shouldn't say that, um, <laughs> a better model for that. But uh, you understand what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, no, like totally. they're going to, and that's that Bill Hicks joke, which, I'm and not which is, Hicks again, fan. it's like fundamentally yeah. just based upon this distrust, like, you know, that you just everything, every, you have to have Bad something faith. over on everybody because like they're trying to get one over on you. And it's just, it's, yeah. Totally. It's bad faith. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's the idea that, um, and you see this in the conservative mindset a lot, which mm. is you imagine that people have the same violent fantasies that you do. Right. So therefore you imagine that everybody else wants to do the horrible things that you want to do to other people mm -hmm. to you though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's where that paranoia comes from. And, uh, I don't have that because I don't want to do horrible things to people. I've never had that desire to, inflict cruelty upon humans i mean i'm probably why i'm not a cop um among other things i i will say that we've kind of come towards the end of this episode and yeah. i didn't quite get to get into uh, a couple of things that i wanted to bring up but maybe we can tease it for later sure yeah uh, what, what do you got on your mind well the the dune trailer dropped and and dune by the way is just a really good or the first two books anyway are really good uh, cautionary tales about why you should not uh, worship uh, people as living gods mm -hmm. while they are just getting by and doing their thing. Uh, mm -hmm. In the case of Paul Atreides, Maudie, but starts a fucking crusade jihad that kills 61 billion people over a bunch of different planet systems. So that's that's no good. Right. Uh, and the other thing I didn't bring up that I wanted to bring up was just that. Um, Somebody stole our podcast name. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> the people who did are allegedly, one of them particularly is, as you pointed out and Andre pointed out, are allegedly pretty good at research. And I think that's pretty fucking shitty and lousy. And frankly, we came first and we might not be the big dogs, but you know what? Uh, don't steal our fucking podcast name. We were here first. 
yeah Kiss my ass yeah no i i've i've since like chilled out from that thankfully and like kind of i not didn't forget mm-hmm. obviously but uh no you went on a tear it was but funny. i was on a tear was for awesome. a minute there i was it bugged me yeah. just because like yeah it just and yeah. it, this is kind of something i've noticed in just the dynamics of twitter as like as we've been talking about and kind of like you know as much as i like you know uh, various like podcasts and various things it's like there's a sense in which sometimes the people in them become like gatekeepers that yeah. like funnel in, in like a mimetic rivalry right because they're, they're trying to all like get the same audience a little bit you know and so they kind of have to like oh but i'll throw this particular person like a little bit under the bus or like try to like get them i'll, I'll brush them out a little yeah. bit and then it's kind of like kid kid it's almost like transactional based relationships are not that great <laughs> yeah 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 you think i mean damn damn it even among left-wing podcasters yeah but it's just it's yeah it's frustrating i mean like you said because it's like yeah i mean you think that that would be a pretty quick like 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 what we did right like is this a podcast name damn that sounds like that would probably just, be yeah. a podcast name let's look that up huh, that's, that's funny that's not that's been a literally what we did we googled <laughs> it first and we're like oh it hasn't been taken yet that's crazy cool. yeah. and then we had this little quarantine project yeah and then it was like oh yeah no let's just trample over these douchebags who yeah give a shit. it was and it's just sucks and who does give a really, shit? you and i don't have big numbers but you know yeah we're so yeah no, exactly i think that we did get maybe a little bit of runoff i was trying to like i hijacked the the tag one time but um but also yeah like i don't know it's just it just bothered me in terms of just being like it just felt like a silencing or like a, a like a big giant just like stood all of a sudden in, our, in front of us and like we're all in the shadow now and was like what the Fuck hell him, dude let's let, let's draft off him again Welcome. Yeah, no, totally. Let's, uh, I'm, I'm fine let's, with let's that. Let's use the tag again. Let's get. Let's, I mean, I don't care. Like, like they, they, paid, they made it? a Patreon no, no. Like, immediately too, which is what bugged me. Just like, come on. Yeah, because you and I never monetized this or anything. We were Mm-mm. just doing it for fun, um, and we did get good feedback. And I think that considering how small it is, I mean, our 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 listenership has actually grown quite a lot, and I'm yeah. impressed by that. I know, even on back um, episodes. So, I mean, yeah, thanks for everybody for listening. Yeah. Honestly. But yeah, so I feel like we should yeah, thank thank you everyone for listening first off. We're not trying to be petty assholes here. Yeah. But I will say that if you're questioning whether we're gonna change the name, uh uh-uh. uh. We are <laughs> going to be the fifty year old remoras that are eating off of the baby shark. Yeah, because that, that and, their, their podcast is gonna die when whatever next political cycle dies. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like Yeah. And and this isn't a political podcast. This is a polit- this is a podcast about politics, philosophy, uh uh getting drunk on air which is kind of what i've been doing today <laughs> nice. which i think is actually quite a good idea nice yeah. um and i i i, I want to get one where you do that because when we get into the real mm-hmm. like directed energy weapons type shit i, I i'm gonna need <laughs> both of us to be yeah we need to be hooked up, up for that one yeah we need to be a little wet mm-hmm. uh <laughs> but uh yeah, the whole point is that we're far handsomer than these people. We are <laughs> we have better voices. We don't sound like adenoidal nerds. Yeah. And more than anything else, uh, thank you to everyone who's listening to this. In yeah. all seriousness, we really just appreciate that anyone gives a shit. And, yeah, totally. Uh, we're just here to fucking share some ideas. And in the words of uh, uh, <clears throat> Waylon Jennings, I've uh, never intentionally hurt anyone. <laughs> nice yeah those are good words to end on yeah no definitely thanks everybody for listening and uh yeah i guess so we'll keep keep moving keep moving don't lose your shit people no. keep it together all right later buddy all right later man <laughs>